Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Brendan Escott with you tonight. We are on the eve of Oilers regular season action, but we are well underway now in the NHL season. The puck dropped almost three hours ago now. We're in the third period. Tampa is hosting Nashville. It's been a real back-and-forth game. It's been awesome, actually. Penalty shot goal by Brandon Hagel. It's 4-3 Tampa. Did they just salt it away, maybe with an empty netter? Uh, Yeah, 5-3. That is going to seal it with a second left at Amelie Arena. We are talking... Talking Oilers, though, and we do so each day on this show, brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. We'll open up the uh, the text line a little bit from now. Uh, some Messages I definitely want to get to at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. They're open Monday to Saturday. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and connect with our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown. River Cree Resort Casino. They've got Randy Bachman taking care of business this Saturday, October 14th. Get your tickets now at RiverCreeResort.com. River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Rob, you've got Brendan tonight. You've got Oilers hockey for real tomorrow. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing very good. How Excellent. are you doing? I'm, I'm doing real well, thank you. And, and obviously super excited that everything starts for real tomorrow. But i got to ask you out of the gate, because when we, we talked last week, you were certain Raph Lavoie was going to crack the final roster. He makes his way through the waiver wire, lands in Bakersfield, where he's going to be one of, if not the top offensive option down there. But give me your take on, on the situation. A lot of fans worried he was going to get scooped up off the wire, and I know that you didn't necessarily have him pegged to go down at all well I didn't think he was going to go down because I didn't think they'd put him on waivers but then an injury to Nima Linen forced their hand and they had no choice but to put him on waivers I thought he, he was going to make the team not because he was the best of the bunch and grabbed the 12th spot I think it was a simple fact that uh, they preferred to see what he was capable of doing as the 12th forward before exposing him to waivers but in the salary cap era, when you're up against the cap and you're only able to carry 21 players, you get an injury like Nina Linens, and all of a sudden all the plans you had in place were gone. So uh, I think and I still believe that the Oilers are better right now as a team that goes 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. I don't think uh, Lavoie has uh, separated himself enough from the pack to, to force the Oilers to go 12-6. and six. And right now, the Oilers' uh, options are limited because of the injury to Nima Linen and forcing them to go possibly shorthanded tomorrow. But if not shorthanded, at least only being able to dress 11 forwards. 
Yeah, for sure. Which may only be the case for one game. We've heard Jay Woodcroft hinted that. We'll we'll see how different that roster looks like on on Saturday when Vancouver comes to town themselves. Um, overall, as far as standing out from the pack, you really can't understate what Jack Campbell did over the course of his preseason action. Lots that you saw there that could be transferred to the regular season. You figure? Oh, I believe so. I, I mean, Jack Campbell's talent didn't disappear. Uh, I think Jack Campbell's confidence at times disappeared last year, and I think that affected his play. But I think he came in feeling good about himself, the way that uh, the last few regular season games went, the way that he played in the limited playoff games, a good summer of training, and he didn't come here to be a backup goaltender. He came here this season in the in the preseason and training camp to uh, reclaim the number one spot. And the only way you can do that is by performance. And his performance in the preseason was excellent. Now, it is only preseason. He didn't uh, face full NHL lineups, nor did he have one in front of him. But it, it was uh, steps in the right direction. I think the Oilers are a much better hockey club if if Jack Campbell pushes Stuart Skinner. And and all of a sudden you got two goaltenders that give you quality starts, fighting for the crease. I think that that kind of healthy competition makes the Edmonton Oilers a better hockey club. So uh, I don't know how they're going to situate the goalies in the first couple of games, but both goaltenders right now are preparing for game 83. They both want to start game one of the playoffs, and the next 82 games are a dress rehearsal for that. Yeah, well, that makes it, I mean, a situation where, hey, if you could cut about 12 games off this schedule, we'll get to the good stuff a little early. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. Uh, certainly, as we chat with Rob Brown here, our Inside the Game analyst, looking at uh, another season of them up over 100 points. I've got them, oh, spoiler alert here, I've got them at 114 points this year after a 109-point season for the Oilers. Uh, do you think that they're going to be uh, mature enough to avoid some of the swoons that we've seen over the last couple couple of years be it that lull in December or maybe sort of post all-star break where they've had some making up to do do you think that they're prioritizing just being able to have that consistency I would suggest well all teams are striving for consistency but I mean it's an 82 game season uh your team goes through illness your team goes through injuries uh your team goes through tough stretches of travel uh, I, in all honesty, everything they go through in the regular season is just preparing them for the postseason. Uh, the Oilers are a playoff team. I believe they're in the top five teams in the NHL. Uh, I no no season is perfect for any team. I mean, last year the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. They had swoons during the regular season. The Florida Panthers needed an absolute collapse by the Pittsburgh Penguins to even get into the playoffs. They definitely had wounds in their season so I think the the goal of the of any team right now is to be in the final 16 to make the playoffs uh, you don't want to play your best game during the first 82 I mean I'd prefer you have a few swoons in the first 82 games and then correct it for the for the final sprint come playoff time so uh, the others are good now the one thing that the others had going for them last year is the others were relatively healthy you know, take away the Evander Kane injury, which was gruesome. All the other Oilers' best players were healthy. Their goal, their defense was healthy. Their goaltending was healthy. 
to have that magic happen back-to-back season, you'd have to be very lucky. So there, there's probably going to be an injury or two on the horizon this year. And that's where the Oilers get to see where the depth comes into play. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried if the Oilers have a swoon in December or January. It doesn't matter. They're good enough to make the playoffs. Once they get into the playoffs, that's where you want to see their best hockey. Is there anything that does worry you about this group coming into this season, uh, whether it's you know defensive depth or, or anything like that? No, I don't, I don't think so. You can go through every team in the National Hockey League and you will find parts of their team that you think, oh, you know, they could do a little bit better here or they could use something here. Having said that, the most complete team that we saw in the entire league uh, last year and probably in the last number of years, the Boston Bruins lost in the first round. So, uh, again, you, you, the Oilers are one of five or six teams that I believe are the best in the NHL. I think there's another five or six teams that are capable of getting on a run come playoff time. Every team has a weakness or something that isn't as strong as they would hope for it to be. Uh, but that's what's great about hockey. That's why and any given night anyone can win, and that's why there's never you – know, there's nobody right now saying putting their house on the line to say, all right, this team's winning the Stanley Cup because so many variables will come into play between now and the middle of June. But, yeah, I think the Oilers are uh, a team that's got good – goaltending not great yet but good the Oilers have the best top six in the NHL they got a very good third line uh, I think they'll look to shore up on the fourth line try to find someone as the season moves on I would expect a veteran experienced centerman that's right-handed and there's going to be an audition for Deharnay and Broberg over the next probably 50 games to see whether or not the Oilers feel they're strong enough to take them or do they need to go get some veteran uh, experience for their back end as well but yeah every team right now has high hopes every team also has an idea of where they would like to continue to improve or find an improvement during the next 82 games chatting with our inside the game analyst on the oilers radio network rob brown is our headliner today brought to you by Wilhawk beef jerky the best you've ever tasted search for w-i-l-h-a-u-k today actually ran into a uh, trent at an event on the weekend boy i really sound like bob stopper now um <laughs> bo Aiki gets his entry-level contract signed rob and uh, a lot of people were really impressed with what he showed early he's only 18 years old and and sort of just, but uh, as as Elliot Friedman put it in the last half hour, maybe a bit of a reward from the organization for turning heads in Penticton and then again in that uh, main camp. Yeah, he was very good. Uh, I knew nothing of the young man coming here, and I was excited to, to see what he's capable of doing. He, he played uh, as though he's been around two or three years. He had a ton of confidence in his game. Uh, he moved the puck well. He was fun to watch. Uh, he's going to be a, a very good NHL player at some point in his career. But the nice thing right now with Edmonton is they don't have to push players earlier than, than needed. They get a chance to you know, go back to junior. They get a chance to play in the minors and find themselves without the pressure of having to come in and, and save an organization. So uh, exciting times for he and his family. I remember signing my first contract. And it's not just one that you celebrate alone. That's one that you celebrate with everybody that's close to you because there, it takes a lot of people to help a, a young man uh, get his opportunity to play at this level. 
mums and dads and brothers and sisters and grandpas and grandmas. So uh, that's a celebration that the entire family is going to enjoy. And what an emotional boost for the player that must be for him going into this season in Barrie where he's going to be relied upon as more of an offensive catalyst from the back end now that Brant Clark is up in the American Hockey League. And I wonder if that was, as sort of Elliot alluded to, is that deliberate by the team? You want to give him an extra, you know, feel-good kick in the pants as he goes to take another step in his development down in the minors? Um, yeah, I think that this is an organization that wants to uh, reward the people that work hard and they want to uh, make the, the players that they feel have a future feel comfortable here. Uh, he, he played well enough to deserve uh, a contract and, and he got it. So uh, good on him. And it's certainly, as a young player going back to junior, that's one less thing to worry about. Uh, you're not sitting there after games like, why haven't they signed me? What's, what's wrong? I have to improve on things. There's not that self-doubt. He can go back and strictly worry about improving himself as a, as a player and, and leading a, a team uh, in the Ontario Hockey League. So, yeah, it, it's, it's nice. It's nice the others did it for him, but I think it's one that he earned, and I think that's the biggest part of it is he earned it. It wasn't just given to him. Uh, last one from me here for you, Rob. Mm-hmm. Is uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just scanning my notes here and racking my brain. Uh, it just you know, if, as far as what you're looking at heading into tomorrow night, we we've obviously got a clean slate on a season with as big as expectations as this team has had probably since the 1980s. Uh, everybody around the league is looking at them as as short odds to to take home the Stanley Cup and and getting out on on the right foot in any season is important. But the guys are talking about this being a priority this year. What are you looking at? in this home-and-home home series. Uh, what are early indications to you that they'll be off in the right direction? Well, the reason they want to get off in the right direction is, is simple. They're so, the expectations are so high for this team that if, if they start slow, well, here comes the pressure. And here comes the, the media. Here comes the fans. And they don't want to have to deal with that. Uh, I think that they put structure in defensively. And I think that's the, the biggest thing. The Oilers are always going to score. The power play is always going to be good. So this is a team that right now wants to showcase something else they're capable of doing, and that's uh, keeping the goals against down. Uh, that's the one thing that held them back last year. They weren't able to keep the goals against down. So when things weren't going right offensively, they, they were handcuffed. So I think uh, good defensive structure, good defensive play in the first couple of games, and obviously a couple of good starts from their goaltenders. I would think that both goalies will play this week, but uh, – We'll see. But, yeah, I think defensive structure and how they play in their own zone will be important as this season moves on. Okay, I, I lied, and the reason I forgot about what question I wanted to ask is because it's coming from the TV right now where I'm looking at Connor Bedard playing his first NHL game. Amazing that uh, he, he's playing his first NHL game against Sidney Crosby. I think he, Bedard was four days old, something along those lines, when Crosby <laughs> played in his first NHL game. Uh, I mentioned off the top, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang have all been teammates for 18 years. Bedard is an 18-year-old, and he's got a... He, he's just coming with such excitement uh, that uh, even though it's not expected to be a good Chicago team, Rob, it might be appointment TV anyway. Well, very rarely does a, a number one overall come in and play on a good team. There's a reason they're drafted number one by that team because that team was not very good. So uh, I'm excited to see him play at this level. I don't know uh, what is what the expectations are for everyone around the league for him, but I do believe he's good. I do believe he's got talent. I, I think Chicago went out and found some veteran presence to put around him. But if 
I mean, if he even lives up to half of what people are expecting of him, he's going to be a very good hockey player. So, yeah, it's fun. I love watching young kids come in. And one thing we've seen about Bedard thus far is everyone, every time someone says, well, he's going to be this, but he can't attain that, he goes out and he's better than you expected. So I would not put limitations on this young man. Great stuff, Rob. Looking forward to hearing you on tomorrow night's broadcast, okay? Sounds good. All right, Rob Brown is our Inside the Game analyst. Works with Reed on the pregame show, the postgame show. Sometimes he even jumps in on color commentary when uh, when duty calls. Um, <clears throat> we talk about Brent Ridge Ford and their president's awards for customer satisfaction, their full transparency, and their customer care after the purchase. But another big factor in their success, like any great franchise, Stability. Here's some legacy-level stats for you. Service manager Kevin, he started in 1998. Sales manager Chris, the Flames fan, back in 1999. And Uncle Milt, the rookie. I met him this weekend. It was great. He joined in 2002. Uh, we know from personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. It's Brendan Escott here. I'm asking you for bold predictions. Yeah, whatever. It's low-hanging fruit, but we got a team that can accomplish the bold. What do you think's possible? 780-496-0063. I'm calling a two-point-per-game season for the captain of the Oilers. What say you? We'll find out when we come back. Had another good day today. I have not spoken to the medical department, but they're all trending in the right direction. We're optimistic as towards their availability. As vague as ever, Jay Woodcroft in mid-season form with your injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, yeah, well... I guess we'll see what pours out the gate, right? McLeod, Ekholm, Niemalainen is not going to be ready, obviously. And uh, Kulak, who has been dealing with a nick uh, throughout the last few games of camp, skated with the main group today. It seems like those who are not ready for tomorrow's game may well be ready for Saturday's home opener. But we understand that the hip flexor for Matthias Ekholm, uh, it was a slower recovery than originally hoped or anticipated, so that leaves him likely unavailable for that game tomorrow. But we'll see what pours out the gate. Won't we? <laughs> uh, some guests of Oilers now do receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Altoff that Oilers now sent you. We're getting into our predictions coming up after this next newscast, but your bold predictions. Eddie Baby in Saskatoon says McDavid and Dreisaitl's point production, it's going to drop as the team focuses on a more defensive-centric style of play. As McDavid said to DeHarnay, I don't give a bleep about stats. P.S. This is their winning formula. That's from Eddie Baby in Saskatoon. Uh, DS Barr says McDavid, two points per game. Leon Dreisaitl or Connor goes 50-50. Uh, and 50. All right, all right. Will they do it from day one of the season? The first 50 games of the season with 50 goals? That'd be awesome. Bam says 63 wins for the Oilers, and then they go 16-0 and to win the Cup. 
Yeehaw, Bam. <laughs> Brendan, I think 170 points for Connor is not out of the realm, providing he stays healthy. I also think Campbell is going to have a good season with 45 plus starts. That's from Ed. Tony says Nuge is going to break 100 points for the second consecutive season. And Jack Campbell says this texture will be the backup by mid December. Bob Stoffer, Jack, Ca- uh, Jack Campbell, Jack Michaels, they're going to join us from Vancouver. Reed Wilkins. Is going to jump in the booth. We'll tell you who we think's making the playoffs. Many more predictions for the upcoming regular season when we come back on Oilers Now.